listening to a podcast by Radio Canada International. When I asked people working in the Canadian industry what makes Montreal a thriving AI hub, one reason always came up. What's particular about Montreal in the first place is the critical mass of researchers and scientists in deep learning and reinforcement learning. So the number one reason people come is talent. We have one of the best talent pools in the world. I think we have the privilege in Montreal of having a very, very strong group of core professors. We have amazing universities and amazing students. I think that the interest of coming to Montreal was really the student population. Talking about students, Montreal has been ranked for years as best student city in America and the city is among the first for students in the world. Research and continued public funding are the main reasons behind the development of AI in Quebec's largest city and in Canada in general. In 2019, according to Scopus, an international scientific ranking, Canada published more than 2,000 AI papers with a consistent annual growth rate of 4%. Canada is also ranked fourth globally for AI out of 239 countries worldwide. The country has never stopped believing in its researchers, whether they were Canadian or coming from abroad, and has even made a world first in terms of investment in artificial intelligence. These investments have led to the creation of important clusters across the country. Montreal being one of them, several institutes and hubs have emerged in the city. And it's all this research that we will explore in this episode to help us understand the singular character of Montreal. You're listening to Montreal, center of the AI world. I'm Matthew Laser. In March 2017, Canada was the first country in the world to announce a national strategy for artificial intelligence. The federal government invested 125 million Canadian dollars over the next five years. Despite investments made for decades and many talents, Canada decided to implement this pan-Canadian AI strategy in order to stop the brain drain abroad happening at the time, and in particular towards the United States. After several years without AI research, Americans have started to recognize the importance of this technology in the 2010s and began to invest heavily in research. This is when Justin Trudeau government announced that CIFAR will be in charge of the pan-Canadian AI strategy. Um, the strategy as it was uh, launched in 2017 really has four uh, primary pillars. Elisa Strom is the executive director of the Penn Canadian Artificial Intelligence Strategy at CIFAR. The first was the establishment of three new dedicated AI research institutes. So these are now the Vector Institute in Toronto, Mila in Montreal, and Amy in Edmonton. That stands for the Alberta Machine Intelligence Institute. And so, um, you know, these three research institutes, um, you know, really existed as research clusters before that. So they have very, very close relationships with the universities. They're founded upon um, sort of a critical mass of, of researchers and trainees that existed in those three cities uh, affiliated with the, the primary universities. 
Um, but what what the new institutes has done has really created sort of dedicated hubs of uh, AI research and innovation within each of their three centers. So, you know, we've we've been running the strategy now for three years, and these centers now uh, exist as very vibrant and dynamic sort of central hubs of their AI ecosystems in those three cities. So that's where researchers from across uh, industry and academia come together to collaborate. We're training hundreds and hundreds of graduate students at each of those AI institutes every year. They're supporting uh, startup companies. Um, we're seeing collaborations uh, across sectors and of course, uh, between primarily between academia and industry. So they're really sort of the, the, the central hub uh, of, uh, each of each of those cities' AI ecosystems. So that was, that was objective number one, establishing those uh, research institutes. And they succeeded. The three hubs are now thriving with students, researchers and companies and are home to some of the brightest researchers in artificial intelligence. But well, that was CIFAR's second objective. I'm a bit ahead of Mrs. Drum here. Uh, second of all, you know, our, our strategy is really focused on talent, both sort of building very deep pools of AI researchers in Canada and, and secondly, building ecosystems. So on the talent side, uh, we do that primarily through uh, a program called the Canada CIFAR AI Chairs Program. And so this program is designed to both recruit new researchers to come to Canada from all around the world and to retain in Canada some of the sort of world-leading researchers that we already had here. Well, we wanted to ensure that our strategy was designed to provide incentives and resources to keep the amazing researchers that we have here in Canada. So the Canada CIFAR AI Chairs Program provides five years of dedicated funding to our top AI researchers in those three places primarily. So we have 109 researchers across the country who are designated as Canada CIFAR AI Chairs. So at CIFAR, we provide mechanisms, resources, opportunities for them to collaborate, exchange ideas, send their trainees back and forth, uh, and to, to work a little bit more closely together. And here are three of these CIFAR AI Chairs, telling us why this funding is important for their research and for the country. My name is Yashua Bengio and I'm a professor at University of Montreal. I am the scientific director of Mila. So the CIFAR AI Chair program is very important for Canada's strategic development, both economically and socially. The chairs are bringing researchers to Canada, are keeping good researchers in Canada, both professors, but also the students and postdocs that they hire and they're also showing to the rest of the world that we are serious about AI, that we are investing in AI, and um, that it's a long-term project for the country. My name is Blake Richards. I'm a neuroscientist and artificial intelligence researcher. I'm an assistant professor at McGill University. CIFAR has had a big impact on my 
direction as a researcher because what it really allows us to do as researchers is to explore the edges of our knowledge. But also because a big part of their mission is that you have to come and talk to other researchers from other disciplines. You have to get other perspectives, come to lots of meetings, think about things in ways that you hadn't thought about before and interact with people you wouldn't normally interact with. I'm a Canada CIFAR AI Chair at, associated with McGill and Mila. The CIFAR Chair actually is really helpful in terms of funding students. And it's actually really wonderful from the point of view of allowing very flexible research funding. So, you know, where you can pursue blue sky ideas. And since this is what got us in the first place to this AI boom, it's nice that, that this, these opportunities uh, for funding students that think about fundamental questions are continuing. And Doina Prekup, who was in Montreal during the AI winter, recognises the positive impact that long-standing public funding has had on the city's attractiveness. And so in our case, this really paid off because at the time that, that these methods uh, really started being popular, we already had fairly sizable groups. We already had students who are trained in machine learning and companies always consider where are you going to be able to attract talent and, and retain that talent. And so Montreal was very well positioned from that point of view. As for the third pillar of the Penn Canadian AI strategy, CIFI is working to develop various activities aimed at attracting people to artificial intelligence. These are uh, conferences, training programs, workshops that we run at CIFAR to really support AI research and training across the country. We do this very closely with partners um, at universities and other organizations across the country. And we have, for instance, training programs uh, for students all the way from high school up to uh, postdoctoral fellows. So we're really trying to encourage underrepresented groups to develop skills and expertise in AI. So we're giving opportunities to students who may not otherwise have access to, to training programs in AI and really to trying to build a, a very inclusive AI training community. One of these programs is taking place in Montreal, the Learning in Machines and Brains program. Joshua Benjo and Yann Lequin are directing it. So this program is very, very ambitious in that it's trying to answer one of the big questions of our time, what is intelligence and how learning can contribute to it. And it starts from the hypothesis that there may be a few simple principles like the laws of physics, which could explain human intelligence, animal intelligence, but also allow us to build intelligent machines. And so we're trying to sort of figure out some new techniques that would allow machines to learn a very large amount of background knowledge about the, the world, about how the world works by observation, a little bit like, uh, like babies and young animals, and that will take AI to the next step. So CIFAR has been an incredible social environment for the group of people behind this program. So we, we bring people you know, in small workshops, we bring you know, students and summer schools and things like this to kind of build a vocabulary, a way to think about things to exchange ideas very early before you know you would publish a paper. So CIFAR has had a crucial role in fostering those interactions that accelerate progress.
And the fourth pillar of the Pan-Canadian strategy is a specific program called AI and Society Program. It's a research program based at CIFAR itself, which looks at the societal implications of AI. We've run programs for policymakers, giving them background and insight into sort of thinking ahead on what of the policy implications of AI might be and what they need to know about AI in order to consider it in their, in their policy work. And we've run a series of workshops, research workshops, looking at different specific questions about the impact of AI on society. So things like uh, the impact of AI um, in healthcare, the impact of AI uh, on climate change, uh, ethical issues around AI. And we've done those workshops now over the last few years in collaboration with uh, France and the UK. So they've been really um, international in their scope. And the AI and Society program actually is evolving right now. And we've got a, a program that's open. We're in the process of selecting a new new research network that will be looking at um, AI governance issues in low and middle income countries. So thinking about how AI is being deployed in uh, low and middle income countries and ensuring that, you know, we're developing solutions that have uh, good governance, good expertise that are, are building on best practices and, and uh, sound principles. So that's the, the, the strategy in a nutshell. And it's a really uh, comprehensive strategy. It, you know, really relies on lots of partnerships, lots of collaborations. It's very sort of multi-stakeholder in its approach. So although we primarily focus on research and working with researchers and trainees, through our AI and society program, through our national program of activities, we're also working with government policymakers and we're also working with, with industry as well. Montreal, if we think about research in AI, the Miller Institute will pretty often come up first. Founded in 1993 by Professor Yosha Benjo, the mission of the Montreal Institute for Learning Algorithms is to be a global pole for scientific advances that inspires innovation and the development of AI for the benefit of all, says their website. Here is the Professor Benjo explaining what's special about this institute. So what's special about Mila is that in addition to being a hub for AI, being a place where we have the greatest concentration of deep learning researchers and uh, amazing research and reinforcement learning as well, it's a community. It's, it's a place where people work together in, in um, a very friendly way where there's a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility in, in the research topics, uh, a lot of exploration and discovery. People get together spontaneously to explore new ideas and, and this really makes them feel good about their work, feel good about being here. For close to a decade, Miller only was the research lab of Joshua Bengio at the University of Montreal. With the investments from the Pan-Canadian strategy, the Institute was able to grow on a larger scale thanks to the collaboration of different Montreal universities. Mela is the result of a partnership between the Université de Montréal and McGill University, closely linked with Polytechnique Montréal and HEC Montréal. In 2016, Google invested 4.5 million US dollars in a company, enabling it to grow from 25 to 519 researchers. 
In November 2020, the Canadian arm of Google announced that it was renewing its $4 million investment for three more years. To fully understand this transformation, I talked to Valérie Pisano, President and CEO of Miller. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. I had to go in my kitchen because you have the snow removal machines passing oh. by the street. <laughs> so if, if the sound comes, you know, the big alarm, I'll, I'll cut my mic. <laughs> no uh, problem. No problem. I know they, uh, they tend to do my street in the middle of the night, like 3, okay. 3 a.m. Well, with the pandemic, I wasn't able to meet her in person, but we managed to have a chat virtually. This new version of Mila was launched in 2018. And back then, I think we were 100, 125 people total. So it's, it's basically quadrupled uh, in two years. And part of this, again, was part of the Canadian strategy to say, we want to recruit more talent. We want to retain talent. We want to be able to build teams of researchers who work together. So it's, it's expanded at a very, very rapid scale. And on the other side of it, uh, part of the goal is to really be uh, interacting with industry, inspiring innovation, driving for social impact and economic impact. And so we've also seen an incredible growth of the number of companies that are partnering with us, collaboration, projects, different initiatives. Uh, And so the last two years have been really a big boom for AI uh, in Montreal and across the country. CFAR's latest report on the status of its pan-Canadian strategy revealed that from 2016 to 2019, Canada has significantly increased its ranking on the AI Skills Migration Index. This index measures talent's inflow and outflow among 55 countries. During this period, Canada moved up 20 spots to reach fourth place. With this in mind, I asked Mrs. Pisano if they were receiving a lot of applications at Mela. Yeah, it's massive. We receive thousands of requests per year for a couple hundred open positions. And the majority of the people who today are part of the Mila community, at least in in recent years, have come from outside Canada. So I'd have to check the latest numbers, but by memory, it's something like 75% of people came from outside the country and 25% are Canadians. So it really is a multicultural, multidynamic community with with people from around the world coming here, building their lives here, doing their studies here, and then hopefully staying here and developing their careers as they go forward. Well, despite the person washing the dishes in the background, the director of Miller continued by explaining to me how the Institute was able to reverse the brain drain I mentioned earlier and attract famous researchers to Montreal. A couple of years ago, we were seeing the reverse. People would come and study in in Montreal in Canada, but then there was really no reason to stay. All the interesting challenges and jobs, all the AI labs were elsewhere in Europe, in the US mainly. What we're seeing now is we've completely reversed the trend. And so there are Canadians and Montrealers who had left, who've come back. People are coming to Montreal, maybe doing a second part of their study somewhere else, but then they love the city, they've made friends here, we have great quality of life. The community of researchers is unique in its kind uh, at a global scale, and so they want to come back and be a part of this quote-unquote family that they've you know, started to be a part of. 
And so it's, it's very, very rich. And the, the kind of objective data, when we look at things like migration index, has shown that Canada is bringing more people to Canada to do AI than the reverse of people leaving Canada uh, for AI positions elsewhere. To get an idea of what is it like to work at Miller, I've managed to gain access to the building where I'm going to meet Paul Berta, a student at the Institute. Miller is located at the heart of Milex, a trendy area of Montreal. The Institute is part of a larger, pretty new building that used to be an old textile factory. It now houses various tech companies. Many of them work in the AI industry, such as Element AI or Ivado. Due to the pandemic, the building was pretty empty, as most of the employees are working from home. I met Paul in Miller's lobby, where we sat, far away from each other, and wearing our masks, to have a chat about his experience at the Institute. Paul is coming from France, and joined Miller more than a year ago. I would say the main difference with other labs that I've worked in is that here the environment is quite open in the sense that it's really easy to initiate collaborations with different uh, researchers and I think that makes research very interesting and also it's uh, very useful to develop new ideas especially when we have collaborations with people that are outside really the machine learning community when we work with biologists or biochemists it's really interesting to see how people have been doing things in other fields and to realize that AI can help with the questions they are trying to tackle in completely different fields. Yeah, I think uh, Mila is a very good environment to develop new ideas and do interesting machine learning research. Mm -hmm. And when I entered the building, I saw that Mila was not the only one with offices here. There are other companies that are based here, right? What's so special about this place? Actually, it's a pleasure to be here. I haven't been uh, here for several uh, months. So, so there are other companies uh, located here, right in the same building, uh, such as uh, Element AI, and uh, there is also uh, some startups here that have their office here in the, in the exact same building. So it allows those people to collaborate with um, the Mila community and to attend some talks as well. So basically the community is very uh, strong. The fact that everyone is on, in the same place makes it very enjoyable. And Miller is not the only Montreal Institute working on artificial intelligence. The Computer Research Institute of Montreal is another that acts as a bridge between university research and business needs. It has been doing so since 1985 and has collaborated on AI projects for nearly 30 years. Then there is Evado, Montreal's Institute for Data Valorization. The other one is Evado. Yves Gingras is the scientific director of Quebec Science and Technology Observatory. Here, he compares Ivado to Miller. Which is much larger because they want to use data for companies' interests. So they develop technologies, different kinds, optimization very often, very different from simply learning algorithms. So in fact, one is a subset of the other 
but they are independent organizationally. Those are the two. There's a third one called IVADO Labs, which is independent from the second one, because IVADO is university researcher, essentially at McGill and University of Montreal, but a few others around maybe. IVADO Labs, it's really for having contract with companies. In June 2020, the governments of Canada and Quebec also announced a Montreal-based centre as part of the Global Partnership on Artificial Intelligence. The partnership facilitates international, multi-stakeholder collaboration to explore four themes, including how AI can be used in response to and recovery from COVID-19. Speaking of Quebec's involvement, the province has also invested significantly in research on artificial intelligence in recent years. So there's hundreds and hundreds of million dollars only in AI. And to understand how it's a lot, I compared the amount of money a year to the amount of money to all research in universities. So they have about, say, $85 million a year for all the sciences, engineering, physics, chemistry, and you have a, a, about the same money given only to AI. So it's total disproportion. It's a high risk in a very small group. These investments, combined with the many talents gathered in Montreal, quickly attracted major companies, startups, and international events to the city. But is this combination of research and leading technology companies the key to Montreal's success in the AI world? Well, that's what we'll see in our next episode. It was Montreal, center of the AI world. See you next time.